In this podcast, we'll talk to one of my best friends who, as soon as she graduated school, she sold her car, bought a van, renovated it, and pretty much went to Tassie for five weeks. Freya is just a person who's a good traveller, who knows where to go, but will also be very spontaneous. Tasmania is looking good, with their vaccination rates pretty high. So Freya went to Tassie between May and June, and is looking to go back again this summer. So Freya, welcome to Travel Like a Local. Woo! Thank you! So can you tell us why you chose to go to Tasmania? The reason why I actually chose to go is probably not as like woo as you would be expecting um I actually planned on going north because yeah it was winter at the time and I wanted to go somewhere warm but I saw this like deal on Spirit of Tasmania for your car and it was basically like um it was like super cheap it was like half price or something like that and I was like this is an insane offer I'm gonna have to take this up and I was like you know what why not go to Tasmania I've never even thought about it and I researched a bit into it and I basically found out that it was, like, the most insane place and it's got, like, the most beautiful wildlife and, like, mountains and, like, rivers and, like, lakes and beaches and that I had never even heard of for some odd reason. Like, you always hear about Queensland as being this beautiful state but never really Tasmania. And I was like, oh, I've got to, like, go down and check it out. And, um, yeah, I basically I did a little bit of research about, like, um, like kind of, traveling around Tasmania and I just found some like cool spots that I kind of knew that I wanted to go to if I was to go there and yeah I just made this big list of places that I saw other people go to um and I was like yeah so when you did your research what how did you actually do that like was it just google research or talking to people well I actually I don't know a lot of people that have been to Tasmania but to start my research, I actually went on YouTube, which I don't usually use as a research platform, which is a bit weird. But um, yeah, I found some videos of basically people traveling around. Um, like for example, one couple just traveled around. They just drove around um, in their cars and stopped at different places. Another couple didn't have a car on them and they were only there for a week or so. And they just traveled around Hobart or like another couple just traveled around the northern part of Tasmania. And I kind of just collated all the information about um, these different like groups of people um, and where they went. And I just tried to make a heaps kind of comprehensive list of places that people have enjoyed whilst being there that I thought I would enjoy too. Um, so can you give us like a really brief overview of actually where you went? Well, I, I tried, didn't do it very successfully, but I tried to fit everything in. So I actually kind of went all over the map um the only section that I didn't see was the super like southwestern corner of Tasmania but um that there's only like one road that goes in that place so you can't really get there especially not with my van which would decease on the road um because it was like dirt road but yeah so I pretty much went everywhere so Tasmania is also kind of very popular for all these hikes and I know you've talked mm, to me about yeah. them um what were the say best hikes that you went or Mm, even ones that you're looking forward to when I got there I did find that um the landscape was just so beautiful and untouched in so many places that I stayed that I just wanted to spend time in it and it kind of kind of got me out hiking a little bit and um so one of the hikes that I did was called Cape Rule Cape Rao um and it was down on 
in Port Arthur, so like the super southern kind of eastern part of Tasmania. And um, it's not that big of a hike. It was probably only like three hours or so, but it was so beautiful. And I just found it insane that a hike that beautiful was not that well known. Like I had never heard of it until I was already down there. And, yeah, it was just basically this big, huge cliff faces that just dropped into the ocean. And, like, there was only, like, two other people on the trail. And I was like, this is so insane. And um, a little bit later on in the trip, um, my mum came down and we went to Cradle Mountain because that's just, like, one of the kind of destinations that you kind of have to visit when you're in Tasmania. Um, and, yeah, I was, like, blown away by it. I thought it was the most insanely beautiful, like, landscape there. And um, I did a bit more research when I was at Cradle Mountain about hikes and I found out that there was this hike called the Overland Track, which is basically like a five-day or six-day hike um, through just the highlands of Tasmania. And it's like just this raw, like full-on out-in-the-bush hike. And I was like, oh, I'd love to do that. So, yeah, that's I probably um, that's a big one on my bucket list that I'd love to do. Um, there was also this other part in Tasmania on the eastern coast um, and it's called, what's it called, Frasenate National Park, which is actually super well known. Like it's quite, yeah, quite famous for its like beautiful beaches and stuff. Um, I went on like a super cloudy day and also because I went in winter, it wasn't like the best time to enjoy the beaches. But um, so instead I did some hikes there and I did like a hike up Mount Amos, which was really beautiful. It was like vertical. Like it was not a, I, it was a climb. I tell you now, it was insane. Like I was scrambling up this cliff and the sign like at the bottom was like, do not attempt this if it is wet. And it started <laughs> raining and there was no one on the track and I was so scared. I had to like huddle under a bush until the wind like stopped and I was just eating my sandwich. I was so terrified, but it was worth it because the views were insane. But yeah, um, Fraser Ney, I reckon in summer, Tasmania would just transform completely. Like, the beaches there, um, they remind me of, like, Fiji almost, but it's cold. So it's just so te- – it just teases you. Like, you're standing on this beautiful crystal clear water, white sand beach, like aqua water, and it's, like, 8 degrees, and you're, like, in a coat, and you're, like, this is just cruel. Why would – but why would nature do this to me? Yeah. But yeah, it, it was it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. The beaches there are so beautiful. There's also a lot more. I met a man um, down there that actually is like a hiking guru, I guess you'd say. And he was telling me all about these like just hikes all across southern, um, western part of Tasmania that you can look into, like Frenchman's Cap. Like there's heaps of them. I couldn't even name them all to you now. But yeah, there's like so many insane hikes that just aren't talked about enough on the other a bit further south in cradle mountain there's like this lake called lake sinclair um and there's actually a huge system of highland lakes in tasmania and um like one of them was completely covered in ice one day when i went and i just thought that was beautiful because i've never actually had the opportunity i guess to see um like ice on a lake um, okay, so what about bars? I know oh. you went to the Mona Festival. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, MoFo. MoFo. Yeah. MoFo, there you go. Um, Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, so um, MoFo, I'll just like describe what it is for those who don't know what it is. MoFo is like this festival in Hobart and it goes for like a week or two weeks or something like that. 
and it's basically um, in celebration of the winter solstice. So it's like a nighttime festival and it's just filled with local artists and like live artworks just and like musicians and stuff and it's like scattered throughout all these different venues just in the city and it's like so such an amazing way to like um kind of bring the the whole entire city of Hobart together like everyone's just taking part in it and it's so beautiful and um I just happened to be on when I was there um and yeah when I was in Hobart it took me around to a lot of different like venues as I was saying like bars and stuff that I probably wouldn't have discovered if I wasn't like searching for a mofo venue but yeah there was one place called Preachers I think it was which was really cool I don't it was like I think it's like an old church or something like that and it was like turned into this um like upcycled into this like trendy bar and it was just on the back streets in Hobart like there was there wasn't really anything near it it just like this random building that you walk inside and you're like okay hello <laughs> and they had like a like a bus I'm pretty sure it was in the back I couldn't really see what it was it's like a bus in the garden and everyone's just like sitting outside around this bus like drinking like having drinks and stuff and it was just such a good culture like it just felt so like I don't know like so wholesome like I just felt like talking to everyone because everyone was just having such a good time and there was another place um I'm trying to think of it I can't remember the name of it. I think it was actually a nightclub, if I'm being completely honest. I don't really know what it was. But um, I just saw heaps of people lining up for this place. And um, I walked inside. And, like, it was so funny. Yeah, I think that on your Instagram story? Um, not that one. That was another oh, one. Okay. But, yeah, it was, like, it was like this artwork. And everyone was, like, just drinking, like, cocktails, like, sitting on the floor cross-legged, like, in front of these, like, these live-action artwork people. And they were all, like, praising it. It was, like, so weird. <laughs> but I thought it was so funny. It, I don't know. It just made me laugh. This isn't really a bar, but, like, I'm going to talk about it anyways because, oh, so good. Um, I don't know what it is about Hobart, but it has just, like, the best, like, breakfast places. Like, it's <laughs> so <laughs> weird. Um, like, the bakeries there, oh, chef's kiss, I tell you now. Like, there was um, – but, yeah, there was – the bread the bread oh it is so good like they just make the freshest bread I get I got so excited every morning to just go to the same place um the cafe's name was Jackman and McRoss it could be like the other way around but it it includes those two names (laughs) in whatever order like Hobart was like um probably the most uncity city I've ever been to because there was just this, it felt like a small community. I don't know how to explain it. Like, um, there was just these beautiful, like, little small bars and small cafes everywhere. And, like, I didn't, I, I don't know, like, it just, I wanted to go into every single one of them. I just didn't have enough time. It just felt so homey and so, like, cosy. And, yeah, I guess you can't really experience the true Hobart unless you just spend, like, multiple days just walking around like on your feet just going into all these different cafes and bars and stuff like it really is the best place you can't you can't like fast track a trip to Hobart you've got to go down the back alleys and stuff and like find like the little nooky cafes and things like that like Salamanca markets and all that they're so great but you gotta gotta explore the back roads it's the best thing to do if you're, like, going down a main street, then you, like, 
try and like veer off them and you end up finding like the, these insanely beautiful places just like down the road that you wouldn't have seen if you just stuck to like the main streets, yep. you know? Okay. Did you have a favourite place when you went to Tasmania? Okay, so I'd have to say it is tough saying it because everywhere I went was so beautiful, but Bruni Island, it was probably because it was such a surprise to me because I actually, it was a last minute decision and I didn't really plan on going. But um, yeah, I got on a barge and I went across to Bruni Island. It's like 45 minutes south of Hobart. And um, I had no idea what I was doing. I did not know where to go. I didn't know where to sleep, which was one of my biggest struggles with this trip. Because you have to, like, find somewhere to sleep every single night, like, in your van. Um, and I was, like, at this point, I was just, like, driving around. And I drove to the very southern part of the island. And I actually did a little bit of research when I got there. And it said that you could see the um, southern lights. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, in winter. Which I thought was really cool because I didn't know you could see that from yeah, Australia. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, but I didn't see them. So oh. I had that up. <laughs> but, yeah, because you have to, like, it's on specific days. Ah, so it's possible to then. Yeah. But okay. if I had seen that, oh, I tell you now, that would have been, like, the most insane thing ever. Um, but, yeah, I drove to the very southern part of Bruni Island, and I was found this, like, dirt track, and it said lighthouse, and I was, like, pointing down this dirt road, and I was like, oh, I'll go there, I've got some time, why not? And I was driving for, like, half an hour down this dirt road. I had no idea where I was going, and I ended up, it ended up opening out onto this, the top of this kind of, like, I don't know how you call it, like, peninsula I guess it was like this big mountain that kind of jutted out into the ocean and there was just this white lighthouse on the very top of it and um the car park was like at the bottom of the hill and you had to like hike up and um when I got to the top the sun was setting and the sky went like pink and um like looking south you knew that there was nothing between you and like Antarctica like it was just Mm. open ocean and I was just on the top of this cliff and the whole southern part of the island you could see was this, these big cliffs that just fell into the ocean and it was so beautiful. Like I was standing there for like, I just couldn't stop looking at it. Everywhere I looked was so beautiful yeah. and I'd be like, this side is the most beautiful side of the <laughs> island and then I'd turn around and be like, no, this side is, like it was so beautiful. I felt like I was in Scotland or something, like it just looked insane and um, I actually reckon that was probably one of the most beautiful places that I saw on the trip um and after it started getting a bit dark so I was like I'm gonna have to leave because I didn't want to drive at night time and I found this like deserted beach and I parked there and um it was just like I felt like I was the only person in the world like I was just parked on and there was penguins all around me actually running around the van and I could hear them all and I was just sitting there it was pitch black because you could not see there was no street lights no anything and I could just hear the waves and I was like I like I was just soaking it was the most beautiful thing ever and yeah it was stunning and I woke up the next day and I just went for a walk I think the beach was like a few kilometers long um and it was just so beautiful like I could not say it enough it's just the most insane okay I saw a photo of a waterfall that looks so amazing (laughs) (laughs) um do you want to tell us a bit about that yeah well um that was actually another example of kind of like a last well it wasn't even last minute because we didn't actually know it existed yeah until we got there um I was with mum at this point because she came down for a few days and we were driving on our way to Hobart and there was just on the side of the road there was just this sign look um for like Nelson Falls this way and we're like oh 
why not let's do it <laughs> that's the best yeah like there was so that's the thing like there's so many just like little turn-offs that have like signs and you just gotta trust your gut and follow them i tell you but yeah we parked and mum and i were there and we walked through this forest and i think it was it said something like um that forest had some of the oldest like plant life in all of australia um which i thought was pretty cool it was just so peaceful and beautiful and um yeah we just followed this like meandering stream up through the forest and we came out to this like beautiful waterfall and it was just like there was no one else there we were just sitting there watching the waterfall it was just so beautiful yeah yeah that's mm. nelson falls for you um tasmania is also very well known for all its mountains mm. and you've already talked about some of these in the hikes but mm. are there any more that you have to say um yeah there was there was this one mountain um this is again another example of something that i actually didn't know existed until I got there um I was driving along a dirt road it was at the end of my Tarkine drive journey which I will talk about later on um and there was a turnoff for this place called Mount Cameron and it had um an aboriginal name underneath it and it said that it was um like it said something about like a sacred aboriginal site or something along those lines I can't really remember the exact words and I was like, oh, this looks pretty interesting. So I turned down the road and it was just this long dirt road. <clears throat> and at the end of it, there was a car park and um, you had to walk like from the car park. And I read like a sign saying that there was a mountain and that you weren't allowed to go onto the mountain because it was a sacred Aboriginal site. And that's why there's no cars allowed, just because it was like a, an important site to um, the, Abri- the Indigenous Australians that lived there. And I walked down and like down the road and I found like the most beautiful mountain it was called Mount Cameron in English I can't remember the Aboriginal name for it but um it looked so insanely beautiful it was just like popping out right on the edge of the um ocean so it's like yeah it was the waves were crashing up right at the bottom of it and it was just such a beautiful mountain and um like I would gladly spend a few days like there on the beach because there's a beach right beside it as well and you just yeah it just felt like a really powerful place as well like um yeah yeah it was really insane it was beautiful so do you have any other tips or recommendations for anybody listening to this i feel like if you want to travel to somewhere like tasmania um as an example this kind of relates to anywhere that you would travel to the only way to really give your do your trip justice and like um experience the the kind of place rightfully to not do it through like hotels and through like driving by towns and to like only go to the um the hot spots on instagram and stuff like of course they're going to be insanely amazing and beautiful and um i'm not saying they won't be but i think the best thing to do would be to kind of just go down like random dirt roads mm. and kind of pretend that you are living there like a local and just to kind of experience it in a different light and you'll most of the time find some of the most insane things that you never knew existed. I know that happened for me in a few places and I just think honestly it's the best like advice I could ever give about someone travelling, particularly to Tasmania because, yeah, um, I feel like Tasmania being a smaller state, not a lot of kind of information is actually out there 
on the internet about kind of the really beautiful places to go. So I think you really just kind of have to go and explore. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Go out there, you know? My biggest regret with my entire trip was probably I tried to, like, compact everything into the five weeks that I went for, and I don't think that that's ever going to happen. I guess you're never going to have enough time to see everything. Like, I could not set a time limit on how much I would think is appropriate to travel there. Somewhere that I would definitely, definitely recommend to someone going to Tasmania, if you're trying to do it kind of like on the back roads kind of thing, like to see the less showy side of Tasmania, I would definitely recommend taking a drive along the Tarkeen Drive. And it's basically just this kind of circuit that you can do in your car um, and it takes you around the kind of northern western part of Tasmania where I guess like not many towns and stuff are so not many people kind of have an excuse to go out there um, and I think it's about 60 kilometers or something I'll have to double check that because I don't really remember off the top of my head how long it is um, but yeah it's insane like the start of it, you just go through all this farmland and then you end up in this, like, forest where there's just no civilization anywhere and there's all these beautiful strolls that you can do. It wasn't really a hike because, like, it was, like, not a hike. But <laughs> it was a walk. I did one through the Chihuahua Arch, which takes you through this, like, pine, oh, no, pine, sorry, fern forest and leads you to this big, like, natural sinkhole arch thing. Um, another few kilometres up the road, there was this place called Milky Way Hills. Oh, no, Milkshake Hills, sorry. Um, and that was so beautiful. It was, like, I don't even know how to explain it. You're just going to have to see it yourself. And, um, yeah, and then after going through the bush, it leads you out to the coast, and you get to drive up through all these, like, um, tiny little coastal towns and... It's just the most beautiful place. Like, you truly feel you're, like you're in the middle of nowhere. Like, one of the places I went was called the edge of the world. Like, it was that was, like, the name of yeah. it. And you just stand on the edge of this, like, peninsula and you know that there's, like, no one near you and you're just, like, completely isolated and it's just so beautiful. And also, another thing that I found out, fun facts with Freya, <laughs> yeah. um, the air that comes in off the northern western coast of Tasmania is the cleanest air in the entire world like the most unpopulated unpolluted um and just freshest air in the entire world oh, I thought yeah. that was cool I that was is like, cool yeah like, damn I was like standing there on the edge I was like breathing my fresh air <laughs> yeah. it was great sounds amazing yeah um, so one last thing, guys, I'll say is I'm going to have all the photos and maybe some videos for these destinations mm, yeah. down the bottom. So all of these, like, amazing places that Freya's mm. just been talking about, <laughs> um, that'll all be down below. So, yes, yeah, so you can check that out. Yay. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice to just be completely selfish and talk about my entire trip. It's so, so good. I enjoyed listening very much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think we're done. I think we are too. Slap it. I think we did well. Go team.